Hi, this is What You Say in English, Season 3, Episode 38. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 38 of What You Say in English, a podcast in which I listen to you and give you my professional feedback. Today, I have another interview, and just like last week's episode, it's a video interview. So if you're tuning in from another platform, I mean, other than Spotify, you will only enjoy the audio version. Our guest today is Kate Bodrova, a passionate educator with over 13 years of experience in the field. Kate fell in love with teaching early on and even started her own language school while still at a university. She believes in the power of community and the transformative impact that teaching can have on people's lives. Kate is also the co-founder of Amazie, an innovative edtech startup. Amazie is a platform that empowers teachers to become more independent, visible, and financially successful. It allows educators to share and monetize their teaching content, creating a source of passive income. The platform is also powered by AI, something that we've been talking about recently quite a lot, which can help teachers create lesson plans in a fraction of the usual time. I think that what sets Amazie apart is its focus on community building and open environment. On Amazie, you can find any kind of content, contact the author, and even collaborate. It's a place where your work speaks for itself and you don't have to pitch it. That's the best part, to be honest. It's a platform that truly values the work of educators and aims to foster a synergy where people create and share content. Kate's journey from a language-loving student to an edtech entrepreneur is truly inspiring and it aligns perfectly with the ethos of our podcast. Here at What You Say in English, I'm all about exploring the nuances of language learning and teaching. And Amazie is at the forefront of this field, revolutionizing content creation with new technologies. In today's episode, we'll delve deeper into Kate's experiences and insights, exploring how Amazie is shaping the future of language education. So without further ado, let's welcome Kate Bodrova. Kate, thank you so much for taking your time to, uh, to have a chat with me because uh, after the episode last week, we came in con into contact and through LinkedIn. And I thought that it was a great opportunity. Actually, I thought about other ideas for the episode, but to be honest, I didn't want to miss this chance to interview you and talk about your platform. So as, as a first thing, and to let our listeners, people viewing this content, um, I would like 
to know because you seem to have a, a an impressive background with over 13 years in, in, in education and private teaching to, you know, creating this, this amazing website. Can you share with us your journey and what inspired you to transition into EdTech, you know, with Amazie? Of course. Thank you very much, Frank, for having me today. This is my great honor like to be with you, and I truly appreciate this opportunity to speak. Well, um, to begin with, um, long time ago, <laughs> when I uh, was choosing a university to go to study, I was like, okay, my only skill is I love languages, and I loved uh, English language, and I was truly inspired of how amazing this language actually makes your world because it opens a lot of doors for you a lot of uh, different interesting information different people and places so that was my only skill and i decided to proceed with my university uh to go to faculty of foreign languages but my first idea was okay i will have this education but i will never ever going to be a teacher because like, I don't want, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be, I don't know, an engineer, whatever, but I don't want to be a teacher. But when I first tried teaching, I just fell in love with that. And that was a passionate addiction. I don't know how to describe it. I think you got it. And everybody yes. who, listen, who, who listens to this podcast now, they also understand that once you yeah. start teaching, you cannot stop because you realize <laughs> how much impact you create and how supporting this activity is how many emotions your students share with you and it's really exciting so i fell in love with teaching and at some point i had too many students who wanted to have classes with me and this is how i decided to start my language school i was second year student at that period of time and this decision was crazy enough for that for that time because I had to um, finish my university. There were a lot of things to do, but I loved teaching. And I just, after my um, lectures at university, I went to my office. I taught offline uh, before Zoom and before online, before pandemic, before everything. <laughs> yeah. So this is how I started. And then um, I discovered that around me, there were so many great people, also teachers who shared my values and uh, we had the same views. So we decided to organize a team and uh, we decided to do it together. This is how it all was growing and growing. And at some point we had uh, 200 teachers in our team with the community wow. of 500 teachers uh, from all over the places because uh, they came to uh, my city from abroad to have this experience of teaching abroad. You know, it's very popular when you are in, a, an English teacher, when you teach um, uh, English as a foreign language, it's a great opportunity for you to travel. So I met people from Australia, from New Zealand, from different places. Uh, and um, we enjoyed this experience together. We developed different courses. So I always was like my, my main focus was to attract personalities who were talented enough to develop their own courses, um, some tailor-made materials and uh, some specific content, you know, because I am a true fan of personalized education. And I think that this is mm, probably the most like empowering tool when you create a course for specific needs for a group of people or for a, an individual student and the student appreciated a lot, the motivation is higher and everybody is super interested in this course. 
So yeah, we developed a lot of different materials together, different approaches, different courses, intensive courses, general courses, soft skill courses, different stuff. <laughs> it was wow. fun. Yeah. And then um, I realized like one morning I woke up and I realized that it's kind of like I, I reached some, I wouldn't say some, some like, you know, some level, but I was at some point where, where I would need to develop somewhere beyond and I wanted to create a project that would be really a game changer for teachers, for those who, for example, do not have access to, I don't know, like this variety of content that we have developed in our school and um, who do not have access to community a lot. Yeah, because teachers, they need community. And I truly believe yes. that it's very important uh, for teachers specifically because our main job is to transfer a skill and it's emotionally and psychologically, it's a very hard job, right? Yes, definitely. We need support of our fellow teachers, of community. We need to exchange materials, exchange emotions, share our issues, whatever. Uh, and yeah, so I wanted to create something like really meaningful for teachers, a place where they could first create amazing content because I believe that this is what is inside of your content is another like um, yes. focus. Like there are two main, not issues, not challenges, but I would say like two main points in education, content and community. And it's very important for both teachers and learners. Um, so yeah, uh, a place where teachers would create amazing content quickly, easily, in a beautiful way where they would enjoy content creation because also another side of that, I know how hard it is to create yes. content. It's crazy. You spend like five hours to develop a short course, to develop a couple of lesson plans. And it's like, it's crazy. Literally. <laughs> it's, it's funny you mentioned that because um, in my case, I've always said that teaching is not really a solitary profession. And it's, it's, to me, it resonates a lot because when you mention that there's a sense of community uh, in your platform, and that's the way I see teaching. Teaching is never a solitary profession. More often than not, you would definitely share your lesson plans or your ideas for lesson plans with other teachers. You would get comments. Many times in the different places where I've worked, the there is this spirit of sharing ideas and also inviting your colleagues, your other teachers to come into your classroom and observe what you do and then give you their feedback. It's not really like a formal observation, but they would give you their own way of, you know, from a, from an outsider's perspective. Sometimes when we uh, organize a class, we plan a class, sometimes we're so embedded into what we're doing that sometimes we lose sight of of other aspects that another person might be might be able to point out. And I think what you mentioned, what you offer in in your platform, I think it's a great way of doing it online, building that community. Because uh, once I started, because I I joined Amazie the website this week, I uploaded my first lesson plan. Immediately, I got incredible feedback from all of you. Um, I, I, you invited me, uh, amazing invited me to the WhatsApp group for teachers and the response has been amazing. The feedback has been amazing. So to me as a teacher, as a content creator, I feel in a way validated. So I, I again, I mean, I think it's commendable 
that you mentioned all of those things because I can see them from my my uh, from my perspective. Yeah, that's true, totally true. And thank you for mentioning it again because it's very important. Community is the core of teaching. And these techniques, when people, when your colleagues uh, come to your lessons and they observe, they give, give some feedback, it's a classical way of peer-to-peer -peer learning, in our case, in case of teachers, right? Because this approach is used like in many international teaching qualification courses like mm -hmm. Salta, Delta, and other courses. Uh, so it's very popular. And we used to do it at our school as well. And we still do it in online lessons when teachers can join some actively teaching groups and uh, some and give some recommendations to their colleagues afterwards. And and apart from that sense of sharing ideas and creating and sharing content, you also offer the possibility to monetize you exactly. know this material, and, this content yeah. for online lessons. Can you can you tell me more about the inception of Amazie and the platform uh, and you know what it aims to solve in the educational sector? I mean, I know that it offers the possibility to monetize your content, but it also offers other possibilities as well. So can you talk a little more about my, that? My pleasure to share this with you. Thank you. So uh, basically what we do at Maisie, we help teachers to become more independent, to become visible and to become rich. This is our mission. Our well, that's, that's something I would definitely want from my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, um, unfortunately, the ability to monetize our skills, I mean, teacher, teacher's skills, right, is not so wide, as wide as we would need to, it to be and as we would want it to be. Because basically what you can do is you can monetize your active teaching hours, right? But it's not scalable because you just, it's like maximum, what, like six hours? And then mm -hmm. afterwards, yes. you just feel exhausted <laughs> because it's what <laughs> energy again. You're sharing the energy because you are transferring yes. skills from your head to another head. Yeah, so that's why mm. I think content in uh, terms of monetization is an amazing opportunity for any teacher to scale income and to gain passive income, which is more important even because... Um, we are always focused on active income and generating active income. We have to work a lot. We have to teach, but with amazing, you just publish your content. You share what you already do, like in any case, because you prepare for your lessons, right? You create mm -hmm. some lesson plans. So you share it and you can monetize it. You set the price yourself. Nobody advises you how to do that and uh, why you need to set this or that price. You can also create subscriptions for your profile and uh, it will allow your subscribers to have access to all the premium content you have published in the Amazing community. That's amazing. And uh, our focus, uh, amazing focus of monetization, I mean, the platform itself, we do not have um, monetization focus on uh, creator's income. It's only 15% we charge because we need to cover Stripe fees yes. and other fees of acquiring. But this is not our focus. We want to foster this energy, this synergy when people create content, when they share it. But... Um, our business model is to have monetization from uh, paid features, basically artificial intelligence that you have already mentioned, technologies, right? So Amazie is powered by AI and AI can help you create lesson plans in 10, 15, 20 minutes instead of like two hours or one hour. It can save your time, right? So this is how we want to monetize Amazie, not through the content, because I have heard of some marketplaces that charge uh, 60% of uh, income that yes. creators generate. So, and I think this is not very 
fair. Well, but it's my personal opinion. It doesn't mean these marketplaces are bad or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Just I think that um, when it comes to community building, when it comes to content, this is our vital um, goal, right? This is our vital, yes. our focus to create an environment where people share, to create an open environment, because you can contact anyone on Amazie. You can find mm -hmm. any kind of content and you can contact the author. You can have some collaboration. Yes, you can yes I noticed, I noticed that, that you, if you, if there's a, there's a plan, for example, that you like and you want to use yourself, uh, you can, you have the link to contact the author directly. And yeah. I think that's a great, that's a, that, that makes, uh, like sets Amazie as a feature. It sets it apart. Um, and I know that you've been in the business for quite a short time. I mean, in relation, of course, with other platforms, but do you, have you seen any visible impact that Amazie has had, even though it's been for, you know, a short time? Um, can you share some success stories or significant milestones that Amazie has achieved since the beginning? Yes, of course. So uh, my main like thing that I feel the most proud of our content creators, of course, and people who join the platform, because I believe that community is the power and we inspire each other. And it's actually incredible how people can change the life of other people without even like, you know, actively changing it. Because like there are some people who are really um, isolated in terms of community, unfortunately, although we live in 21st century in the era of technologies and the globalization, there are some places on the planet where people do not have access to, like, you know, this um, incredible community of teachers, uh, conferences or educational centers for teachers, right? Teacher training uh, resources. But uh, looking at content that is published on Amazie, they can create something incredible and share it. And then they can have some feedback that you have already mentioned today, right? So it's always pleasant. But for some people, it's really life-changing. When they hear some feedback from people from Europe, from the US, from the UK, from different cities, different universities, there are some content creators who are um, official original authors of content that was published by Cambridge University Press. And it's my wow. great pride also because like really, wow. I really appreciate that. Yes, talents, big talents, big names in the industry. And they text you, they email you on the platform. Imagine you are somewhere in wow, the yeah. nowhere, like in Siberia <laughs> or I don't know. You have maybe you even like, you don't know a lot of people from abroad because you don't have this opportunity to travel, right? Hmm. And they just text you, they email you, and they say, what you do is great. People wow. continue. And it's life-changing. This is number one. Number two is Amazie helps you become visible because it's very often when people publish some content on YouTube or Instagram or anywhere, it involves your face, your charisma, your smile, your appearance, it's not bad, it's great, but there are no opportunities for those who shy, who feel shy, for example, they do not find it's a good place for them because they just don't want to appear in public and to, to present some personal stuff, including appearance. And it's not their thing and it's okay. It doesn't mean they are bad professionals. It's just not about them, like, you know, to be a blogger, to show your face yes. everywhere, to make these stories and content of your personal life. So what they say is when you publish your work on Amazie, 
your work speaks for yourself. You yes. don't have to pitch it. You don't have to speak about that. You don't have to prove anyone anything because yes. you have already published the content that yes. shows you your talent and your skills. Yes. It demonstrates how exactly you can work with the structure of the lesson. What are your graph of interest? What is your focus? What is your expertise? And this incredible. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's a wonderful uh, platform to showcase uh, your talent as a teacher. And I think um, when you mentioned, for example, the, the active income and the passive income, I think it's a great way of really giving the kind of uh, rest or time to chill out and relax to teachers because exactly. we are accustomed to teaching classes and we're accustomed to offering uh, or working for an active income in which we have to be fully involved. I mean, we teach a class online, for example, just in my case, I teach a class online and I have to actively engage in that lesson. And of course, that's a, you know, good earned money. But when it comes to materials, I mean, in my case, for example, I've produced so much material for my classes that thinking about the idea of getting some compensation, monetary compensation, without me doing anything else, I think it's a great it's a game changer. I know that other platforms offer it as well, but mm, quite honestly, it's not half as elegant or attractive, visually attractive, as I have seen in Amazing. I think it's a great, great tool. Now, I want to ask you about the uh, the uh, the challenges, uh, the future of education, because uh, you've mentioned that Amazing is built on or uses artificial intelligence. And also, I've, I've checked out your profile, your uh, LinkedIn profile. And in one of your articles, you discuss the two important skills for teachers in 2023. Can you elaborate on these skills and how you use, how you see the future of education evolving, especially with the integration of artificial intelligence, technology into education? Well, from my perspective, uh, what I think is when people say AI will be your teacher in the future and they will now be human teachers, I don't believe in that. And I think a lot of people agree with me because human need human, human needs human, right? And uh, it's a rule that works perfectly, especially when it comes to yes. teaching and learning because a lot is beyond of just the, like, you know, giving the information from one person to another. It's about support. It's about emotional contact. It's about psychological match. It's about inspiration. It's about somebody who says, I believe in you. You can do it. Go. So that's, that's what I think about technologies. Yes. But in, at the same time, uh, teachers, like everybody else, uh, all the professionals, we need to understand technologies. We need to implement technologies in our work. Not only because our modern world is filled with technologies, but also because we want to be more efficient, more productive, and we want to save time and we want to earn more money, especially passive money again. <laughs> uh, that's because uh, it saves you a lot when you know <laughs> how to use technologies. They make our life easier and they make our, our life happier. But if we don't understand how to use them, it's extremely stressful. It, it, it's extremely like, you know, overwhelming. 
So we basically don't have any choice. We have to learn how to work with that. It's our colleague, as we call it on Amazi, AI copilot. It's your copilot. Any technology is your copilot. Even like video conferences, right? Because now it doesn't seem like something unusual already after the pandemic. But I remember during the coronavirus, everybody was like, oh my God, how to work with Zoom? What do you mean when you say breakout rooms? How do you use everything? Like, yeah. But we need to get used to that. We need to understand it and invite it to our professional journey. It's much more fun. Yeah, I think um, I completely agree with you. I think that also when when you look at uh, that helping hand, in my case, for example, I've become recently quite used to using um, ChatGPT, for example, as is one of the multiple artificial intelligence um, tools that we have nowadays. I read an article recently uh, published, posted by another fellow teacher. And in the article, they ex they said, for example, that artificial intelligence has become a sort of assistant, uh, as you say, as a co-pilot. And it seems in my case, for example, nowadays I find myself uh, going over to, you know, chat GPT to start focusing on the things that that I want to do. Sometimes I have a great idea and it would take me, for example, let's say a week to mature an idea and then go step by step. But then when you, when you use artificial intelligence, you seem to save a lot of time and you can still get the same result or even a better result. So I see artificial intelligence more as an investment in my case to advance professionally. So I think I see it as a, as a great opportunity to really enrich the kind of content that I create, not only for myself, for my personal development as a teacher, even now as a content creator, podcaster, um, but also as, as a teacher, you know, crafting, as you, as you mentioned before, tailor-made lessons that uh, can have a lasting impact on students. And, exactly. and, I, and I think it's a, it's a great opportunity. But in right hands. So in terms of skills, you need to understand how to use this technology. So not only you need to understand the process of usage, right? But mm -hmm. all you need to know that, uh, it's not, it's not going to solve all your problems. I mean, like it's a really, yes. it, it's teacher assistant and nothing more, uh, yes. at least at this point. So basically you need to turn on your critical thinking and to understand what is it, a good kind of content generated by AI, what is a bad content generated by AI, what is yes. what is suitable, what is not, because it actually generates a lot. <laughs> and exactly. you need to understand how to balance. Exactly. <laughs> and and that's where your expertise as a, as a teacher comes through, you know, because sometimes you create this material, but you, you still you have to, it has to go through your own criterion as as a teacher. I mean, what your experience tells you, what what your classroom uh, experience tells you. And in my case, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm very happy with the results that I'm getting uh, from, you know, chat GPT, just to give you an example. But in the end, I mean, I feel at least at this stage, where we are with artificial intelligence, at least at this stage, I feel that I still need to tweak it a little bit, you know, so it can be completely adapted to everything that I do. But yes, it's it's a great uh, and and I also wanted to know, I mean, because I know that in your case, uh, using this um, 
all these great tools all to create the amazing as a website. Have you uh, faced any challenges, you know, like while building the platform? How did you, I, I want to know how you over, overcame those um, challenges, if any, and what advice would you give to anyone aspiring to become an entrepreneur in, in ed tech? Uh, thank you very much. It's a very <laughs> nice question also, and I'm happy to share this experience. So, uh, actually, of course, a lot of challenges because building projects, building, um, especially tech startups is very expensive. It's very stressful and it takes time. <laughs> well, that's I mean, not very reassuring, <laughs> but it's rewarding. Very just good. Yes. Five, first five years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So uh, we actually started talking about creating something like Maisie with my co-founder back in 2018, the end of 2018. Wow. So we were talking, talking a year and a half because we needed to see what kind of opportunities. You kind of need to be a future teller in this case because mm. it's a lot about predictions. It's a lot about analytics of what the market is going to be and what is going to be like not trending, but uh, what is going, where the focus is going to be, yes. right? Because like content community, it's not obvious for the, from the first side because you need yes. to know, you need to go deep into the market. You need to read a lot, lot to do a lot of research. So yeah, um, then we had some pilots, we had some ideas, some different ideas, not just amazing. It, it was not the first idea. First, we wanted to create a platform where we would match teachers and uh, students according to psychological type. Uh, mm -hmm. but then we realized it would be just another marketplace and we don't want to, in, uh, to be involved in the process of relationship between teachers and students when it comes to actively, like, you know, active work. And, uh, then we wanted to create a B2B service. So anyway, a lot of different attempts wow. and uh, it all costs <laughs> money. Of course, development yes. is expensive. You spend a lot, uh, like for now I was trying to count how much money we have spent. <laughs> together with my co-founder when mm -hmm. we were trying to test different ideas it was something around like um 150k USD. Wow. like a wow. lot really. wow I I, I did, you, did you get the help from any investors recently yes in march a little help but now we're going to raise again and i hope we will close the round in november let's see how it goes fingers okay. crossed yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, but first, you you just you invest your own money, your own energy, and your own knowledge, your expertise. You motivate people to work for you because you share your big vision and your huge mission to change the world together, etc. So, yeah, that's challenging. And plus, uh, some personal circumstances can just come into your life. Like I had a baby when uh, we wow. we were in the process of development. Now the baby is one year old, and then. <laughs> Like it's crazy, but it's beautiful. It's the, yes, like, well, that's that's part of the journey. Yes, yes, it, it's just incredible how it can be. Mm. Um, what I would advise to people who want to become entrepreneur: well, first of all, don't be afraid. It's always scary, like you know you, but you are scared because you don't know what's gonna mm. happen, and you never know if you don't try. I know it sounds cliche, but just go and do it. You'll so, never know. You'll never know. You never know. Yeah. Mm. And um, Unl yeah. unless you try, of course. Of course, because all the thoughts, they are just, it's, it's all in your head. Go and try. Talk to people. 
Second, talk to people. There is an amazing book, which is called uh, The Mom Test. Maybe you've heard mm -hmm. about that. No, I haven't heard about it. No. But I will, I will definitely look, look it up. It uh, it's a very short book. It's um, 100 pages, 100 something pages. And uh, it gives you a lot of recommendations on how to talk to your users and mm -hmm. to people you're going to sell your product before mm -hmm. development and during the product development, when you decide to develop new features. Mm -hmm. Interviews are very important. It's very important to stay close to your users, to be inside of this community, to understand deeply, not problems, but pains, mm -hmm. emotional pains. Okay. It's beyond just like you know some problems they don't matter okay you just okay it's fine uh, it's it's okay it's it's bad but it's fine i can work with that right yeah uh, so talk to people um uh, find some capital <laughs> to develop everything and then try to sell try to sell before you launch try to make some pre-sales try to sell as much as you can reinvent yourself and become an extrovert even if you are shy yes. don't feel like confident yes. enough go and do it Face your fears and you will be fine. Believe me, everybody, we will be Definitely. fine. And one of, one of my last questions to you was, um, I know that there, uh, the, the, the audience, for example, when it comes to teachers, you might say, or anybody might say that it's a little bit limited to people who are tech savvy, you know, people who are um, knowledgeable with computers or knowledgeable with, you know, like kind of this kind of content creation. What if, for example, a teacher who's not very knowledgeable about these things, have you thought about running uh, either training or professional uh, development courses uh, for specifically content creation for those people who might need a little extra technological help into, you know, create their own material and ba literally making money out of it? Of course. Uh, well, um when we educate our community, this is one more way of interaction with our community. And when you tell people about your product, uh, this is one more way like to tell about your product, just to teach them something. And we love teaching because we are teachers. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually have these events, this kind of events every month. It's online and it's free and uh, anyone can join. Uh, the next one we're gonna, uh, we are going to have next week, 25th of July. Yes, I already signed up. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I agree with you that uh, for teachers, it's not uh, often very obvious how to use this or that technology. And because of this reason, we actually, um, when it comes to AI, again, right, on Amazie, we do have AI features, but it's inside of the platform. So you don't need to write this long prompts, requests to chat, like we do with ChatGPT, yes. because many people even don't understand how to use it and uh, how to write these prompts uh, correctly. So our tech team uh, already made it for you and you just need to choose the level, the audience, adults, kids, or teens, and uh, some specifications, like what exactly you want our platform generate for you, uh, a text and use article in opinions or example sentences for this or that structure, yes. right? That's it. Because I think in this case, when it comes to technologies for teachers, you mm -hmm. need to be as simple as possible. Yes. And uh, fortunately, in yes. our case, we know this language. We speak teacher's language, right? Because we are teachers mm -hmm. and we understand <laughs> how to work with this audience. And uh, we are a part of this audience. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Do you have any final words to our audience, the people oh, who are no, no, watching no. and listening right now? 
yeah, I, I think that it's very important to emphasize again the importance of content and content creation. Content actually goes a bit beyond, like, you know, um, course materials. It's, uh, if you remember any book, right? There is a section contents. This is what is inside of book. This is what is inside of you. You are the yes. content. So the more content you generate, the more skills and talents you demonstrate. So never underestimate content creation when it comes to education, especially. This is my final phrase for today. <laughs> no, I think I think you couldn't have said it better. I think it because that's a little bit of your legacy. I mean, what is left of you, like what you have left, not only for your students, but also other people. I know that it sounds a little fatalistic to say, but we're not gonna be we're go we're not gonna be living forever. So I think that's a little bit of what you leave behind you as as a legacy. I think it's a great it's a great way of looking at it. You know, when you leave something worthwhile. That's absolutely true. Yeah. So, Kate, thank you very much for joining me this time. Thank you very much for having me today. I'm so happy to participate. I hope you also enjoyed it and our listeners will love it. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of episode 38 of What You Say in English. A big thank you to Kate Bodrova. Thank you for joining us today and sharing your amazing and inspiring experience and journey and the incredible work you're doing with Amazie. There are a few takeaways from our conversation today. First, the power of community in education and how it can transform lives. Second, the importance of leveraging technology in education and how platforms like Amazie are revolutionizing the way we create and share educational content. And finally, the potential for passive income for educators, a concept that Amazie is actively promoting. For those of you who are intrigued by Amazie and want to learn more, I have some exciting news. I'll be creating a short video tutorial on my TikTok channel explaining how Amazie works. So if you're not following me there yet, now is the perfect time to start. You can find me on my TikTok channel, which will be available in the episode description. And here's the cherry on top. Kate has generously offered to give away five full-year business licenses for Maisie to five of my most committed followers. This is an incredible opportunity to experience firsthand the transformative power of this platform. Stay tuned for more details on how you can be one of the lucky winners. Thank you all for tuning in to What You Say in English. Next week will be the last episode of the season, and I have a super wonderful guest invited for another interview. I couldn't ask for a better way to finish season three. So, until next time, until next week, keep practicing and stay curious. Bye-bye.